Thank you for joining us for Revive the Drive, a ministry of the Bethany Fellowship of Churches. We live in a world where time is a precious commodity. One of the avenues for reviving our souls is the necessary commute to and from the many places our schedules take us. As the wheels of the car begin to turn, join our panel and set the wheels of your mind in motion as you consider the significance and impact of theology on everyday life. Let's listen in as our pastors talk theology. Welcome back to Revive the Drive. I'm Art Georges, and I'm joined in the studios again by Pastor Rich Burkle and Pastor Daniel Bennett. We have been talking about ministry in the local church, and to this point, we have uh, concentrated, uh, not not necessarily by design, but by our conversation um, on some of the teaching ministries within the local church. And yet, we as teachers know how important all of the ministries within the local church are. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the variety of gifts, the variety of ministries, and the effects of those ministries, how important they are. If everyone were uh, gifted in the way that the uh, pastor teachers were, then where would be the gift of hearing and uh, the gift of help? So, men, let's talk to our audience more about uh, the importance, the necessity, and, and the ways that people can get involved in the local church apart even from uh, teaching ministries. Yeah, Art, um, that's it's such a great topic because oftentimes because the teaching ministries are more public, they receive much more praise, they receive much more recognition, um, much more thoughtfulness regarding uh, from all the people. But the truth is is that if, if Jesus uh, were glorified only through instruction, then he wouldn't have had his church. He would have had his school. You know, he would have had his uh, um, his classroom. You know, but he doesn't call his people or his body the a classroom or a school. He calls them a church, and it emphasizes that um, it's relationship. So the reason why teaching is so valuable is because teaching provides a context for love. Mm-hmm. And apart from teaching, then love uh, disintegrates and has no place to go. So. You know, again, um, uh, the Bible teaches us that the goal of our instruction is love. That's the whole goal. That's good. And that's why, you know, in the church, these other ministries, again, they're not just sort of peripheral ministries. Like, here's the important ministries and here's the peripheral. No, it's 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 how can we love God and love one another. And, right. And, and, and the whole goal of teaching is to enable. Exactly. Uh, va- and enable us to love in the hundreds and hundreds of ways that we do through all different kinds of ministries. That's good. So what are some of the of the different ministries within a local church that, uh, not just ours per se, but within the local church that you can think of uh, for folks to get involved using their giftedness? Well, one is the, the ministry of, of giving, of, of being a, a faithful steward of, of the things you've been with which you've been entrusted. I, sometimes we think of the act of giving. You know, so I'm, I'm it's time at church, and there's an offering plate passed, or I'm, I have a paycheck here, and so I need to, to do something with it. And or some people give electronically or whatever. So we think of it as an individual act. We don't we don't understand the the ministry component to it. In Second Corinthians eight. Paul talks about giving generously, and he says, mm-hmm. I want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. So he's writing the Corinthian a church to help them give to the saints in Jerusalem there. He says, in a f- severe test of affliction, 
Their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. They gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, beggingly, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Mm. And so uh, he says in verse 7, we want you to excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge and all earnestness and in our love for you. See that you excel in this act of grace also. And so as the believers in Corinth are excelling in some areas, Paul says, look, I want you to excel in this also, not because I desire to encumber you or I want to make your life miserable or I want to guilt you into this, but I want you to experience the same joy Mm -hmm. that these Macedonian churches have experienced. And then people in Macedonia obviously understand not only is this the right thing to do, but there's, there's joy in this. And they understand that the gifts that they're giving are equipping others to do the work of ministry as well. And so there's this kingdom focus that the Macedonian believers have. And as they have that kingdom focus, give themselves first to the Lord and then to them. They understand that as they give, their their gifts are going to be able to further the kingdom of God in other parts of the world. That's good. I and remember when I, when I first came to Christ, uh, uh, Mary Beth and I became very excited about giving because we realized that just as we had been so transformed by the gospel that we were hearing, others could be as well through our uh, ministry of giving without faithfulness of giving by us as believers uh, the church is really handcuffed in, in almost any and every ministry I, I can't think hardly of a ministry in, that the church we participate in together that doesn't need resources in order right. to be able to invite others to participate in it in their labor and and then to uh, distribute God's grace whether it's the physical benefit um, that that uh, you're reading about earlier there, Daniel, in Second Corinthians eight, or there's a spiritual benefit of of spiritual food that we're able to give to others. It, it's essential that those ministries have have uh, money resources in, in order to be able to uh, serve God. So, you know, you think about even Jesus and disciples, and there's not much talked about it, but um, there were people that were investing, enabling that group of of men, Jesus, the God-man, to go about teaching and and preaching the gospel, of the kingdom. There was, there was right. he received support, and and also you know the apostle Paul. Now there are some churches that didn't support him, and he was a tent maker on occasion. But can you imagine having the apostle Paul come and say, "I'm going to stay in your city for for two years," um, and uh, but because you're unwilling to pay me, I, I'm only able to come on the evenings. <laughs> I will, you know, right. And, and here he is, you know, men in nets and 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 uh, making tents, you know, in the daytime. Right. And I think, what a loss! You know, what a huge loss of opportunity yeah. for us to to uh, to not receive that gift that God had given. And so, so every ministry it re- requires us to have uh, faithful stewards in order to be able to fulfill them. And I, I think one more point about that is uh, that the stewards, as we give. We are participating in in the the fruit of every ministry mm-hmm. that that gift goes to, yeah. and that that gift supplies, and yeah. and so every uh, you know, for instance, at at Bethany, I know your churches too, because we have a, a combined missions strategy. That um, when people give uh, to the church, 
a certain percentage of that gift goes directly to missions, mm-hmm. and then it's distributed to the various missionaries. So if, if you have, for instance, uh, and I can't remember the percentage, I think it's close to 20% of, uh, so every dollar, 20 cents of it is going to some missions uh, work. But as you give a dollar to the church, then 20 cents of that is going to that particular kind of ministry, and you're investing in Solomon Islands, you're investing in South Africa, you're investing in Ecuador, and and that investment is going to come back to us. And that's kind of exciting mm-hmm. to think about, that that I'm investing in Awana, I'm investing in MOPS, I'm investing mm-hmm. in the evangelism resources uh, and discipleship resources that we have available free of charge, we're investing in all these things just through giving a dollar. Right. And and the more, of course, we invest, the, the more that, that God says we can expect to have his return to us. And that's why God loves a cheerful giver, because we see not just the obligation, but we see the great joy we have in participating in all these works. Yeah, and I'm glad you read that passage from Second Corinthians, because it talks about uh, these believers that weren't necessarily affluent, and they were giving right. uh, in, a, in a way that helps us to see that giving is a ministry and a stewardship that we're all responsible for. What What other ways and ministries are we talking about when we're talking about within the local church or outside of the local church, but on behalf of the local church. Well, we're, we're talking also about the, the gift of, of hospitality, of, of having your, your home uh, open to others and, and caring for them. Uh, whenever I think of a very hospitable person, I think of my wife, she's, she's a person who loves to have people in our home and, and, and care for them and, uh, as as we think about uh, these these gifts, sometimes it's it's not a uh, it's, it's not a it's not a flashy gift. The gift of hospitality. Have a lot you of been over are, there? I haven't been over there. Yeah, I I actually have though. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I see where we're going with this. Okay. No, <laughs> this is a lot weird. This is a this out, right? <laughs> How important that is, Daniel. And uh, I know for me, uh, God would have. Good have, would have had his way with me anyway, but he certainly used uh, individuals who had the gift of hospitality to welcome me into the local church. Yeah, yes. you know, for uh, Hebrews 13, there are a number of passages that talk about hospitality. I think Hebrews 13 is is one of my favorites. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. And the idea of hospitality is not just having your friends over, right. but it's, it's having people who... Maybe actually oh, that's why love I'm or, okay, no, now I'm feeling no, better. No. Thank you, Rich. You just kind of clarified <laughs> that for me. <laughs> and then it says, "For thereby some have entertained angels unawares," which is a very curious verse. You know, you, you some, wonder how somebody told how me said, "Hey, I out. think I had angels," and said, "Nope, you didn't," because if you knew, then it's unaware. So. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, and and uh, um, I, I always I'll always remember a time in my life where I was on the receiving end of that of how precious that mm. gift is. You know, I, I uh, we were, were talking about our house again? No, well, that was also very precious, also Daniel, and I won't forget that either. But that was I had a different occasion in mind. I uh, we were in Colorado, and and my wife had a medical emergency, and. Um, making this uh, story rather short, we had both been really exhausted. We'd been out with a youth group and and camping, and neither of us had gotten any sleep. And then the next morning, she had this medical emergency. We had to drive hours and hours to a hospital. I was concerned that she was going to die. 
And uh, so I find, we finally get to this hospital, and they uh, kind of stabilize her. And it's the first time that I, you know, I, my my body has been locked up for about five hours with fear mm-hmm. and worry and anxiety about mm-hmm. what's happening and trying to help her. And um, you know, we included a long ambulance ride to this hospital, and um, and there was a doctor there mm-hmm. that came up to me. <laughs> I almost cry when I even think of it now because I, I remember so being so exhausted mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, spiritually, every in every way. And he says, your, your wife is now going to be okay. She's mm. completely stable. He says, uh, would you like to come to my house tonight to stay the night? Because wow, it was wow. in this strange That's city. Awesome. No one else was with me. Yeah. And so he he brought me to his house, and they, they had a little room, a hospitality room in their house, wow. and a little guest book. And they, they talked about, you know, this is for the glory of Christ. That's awesome. And so I didn't even know that this doctor was a Christian. I wasn't even able to talk with him because he, you know, he brought me. I just slept. And then mm. the next morning he was already gone. And But then I think his wife drove me back to the hospital. Mm. But, um, you know, I thought, you know, this is such an incredible ministry, mm-hmm. you know, that it ministered to my soul in a way that, that uh, I am – I am so very grateful to this mm, very day, and, yeah. and think of it with such fondness. And yet, it's not a—it's—it's it's not something the church sort of organized, right? You know, so we don't want to think of ministry as necessarily only that which the church is organizing, right? But this doctor very much connected his ministry of hospitality to the local church. In yeah. other words, I sense that this guy is part of a community, and he's an expression of that community here yeah. to me. And. And you sensed his joy in it. Obviously, this yeah. wasn't something he was doing reluctantly. Yeah. Remember one right. time, Whitney, Whitney said, uh, you know, she, there was something she wanted us to do. I think it was maybe invite the Georges over or something. And I, I said, uh, no. And by the way, <laughs> you, you, yeah, we went running together at my house. Oh, that's right. And I brought you, okay. and I brought you a cup of water. That's right. Um, you shall not lose your reward. <laughs> but... Uh, but I, I, it was some, it was some deal that was going to be inconvenient for us. And she goes, well, you know, uh, she, she said, you know, we're, we're going to show hospitality. I said, yeah, but I don't have to do it. I can, I can still grumble while I do yeah. it. <laughs> she, well, you can, you know, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I said, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first Peter four, nine <laughs> seminary grad. <laughs> so it's, it's not just doing the ministry. It's, it's doing the joyful. And there is joy right. in, in that ministry of serving. Yeah. Yeah. In that way. Daniel, you and I, and probably Rich in some point in his ministry, you and I have been involved in church plants where there's some setting up and tearing down and some storage, and uh, and and those are areas of ministry that we've really been blessed with. Uh, talk a little about those kind of helps ministries and how important they are to the local church, if you would. Yeah, you know, First Corinthians 12, as we've talked about, says there's a variety of, a vari- there are varieties of gifts. But the same Spirit, there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all and everyone. And so as we think about what's what's necessary to, to, to do church, that ch- changes from various contexts, and yet a person who is part of the body of Christ connected to it, they're going to be involved in, in whatever gift that church needs as God enables them. God's appointed, same uh, chapter, Paul says he's appointed in the church apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, administrating various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? There's that I think of that gift of administrating in terms of a, of a church plant. There has to be mm-hmm. someone that can can help. As, as Paul says at the end of First Corinthians fourteen, everything be done in an orderly way. You know, mm-hmm. 
So that's yeah been been huge to have people in the gift with in the church with that type of gift. Yeah, yeah. I I cannot think of a of a organized ministry in the church in which there aren't a number of people working behind the scenes without any um, credit, without any praise, but so very diligently and faithfully to allow what happens in that organized ministry to take place. Yeah. I, you know, I I think when you were sharing that this. Uh, particular topic i thought a couple guys in our church um i think of uh um some guys in our church who uh are, have arrived you know i've been in the church for 20 years now a little over 20 years and they've arrived earlier than i every sunday at church and they put bulletins in order they put a glass of water behind the pulpit mm-hmm. for me they you know they get the church ready they get the church right. ready and and you know now that they're in their seventies, uh, some of these guys, and and yet they're still doing this with great joy. That's awesome. I, I think also of you know uh, the guy I'll name I'll name his name is Art Bloomplot Bloompot. Who's, uh, yeah, I like his, his late, name. I always told him nearly that. yeah he's nearly uh, almost ninety years old. Yeah. You know he's in his late eighties, and uh, for twenty years, and I think he did this before I was there. He makes tapes of the messages. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't do it just like, oh, I'm making tapes, but he does it with such joy. Like he, he talks about uh, the messages and how excited he is mm. that others are receiving these. And he talks about the gospel and love for the Lord. And he is just one, one of the most delightful persons. And and no one, you know, if, if you ask people in our church who's Art Bloompot, hardly anyone would know him. Right. But um, but here he is and his wife, Frances, she up until she went home to be with the Lord just shortly before she went home to be with the Lord, she she uh, would count uh, the Sunday school attendance and some mm. of the offering. And, you know, just again, just simple, faithful service that has a huge impact on everyone, and yet so few know that it's having yeah. impact on them. Yeah. yeah, you think about children's ministries too and how um, we get kind of wrapped up with uh, our – preaching ministries on Sunday morning and how important it is to know that those are happening uh, without our involvement. I heard recently of a pastor in a a fairly large church in our area who didn't show up at the pulpit, and the people were singing, and they were waiting, and they were singing, and he didn't show up, and finally one of the leaders came up and said, well, the pastor won't be speaking this morning. He went down to the children's section and found that there was only one woman in the nursery with uh, multiple kids. And so he decided to serve there this morning, and uh, we'd invite you to serve there so that he can come back and use his <laughs> giftedness next week. And what a profound impact that had on the congregation. I thought, wow, that's pretty good. But how important that is to have those ministries staffed with people who are so dedicated, that's right. uh, always doing what they're doing without really having to be and, reminded. And those are spiritual acts of service. I, I think that's a key element for those who have the gift of helps and, and otherwise to understand how significant those gifts are, yeah. how important and how much how pleasing to God they are, but also how spiritual those gifts are. So there is a huge difference between, uh, for instance, a pastor who preaches in, in the power and uh, filling of God's Spirit and a pastor who just preaches a message. Yeah. And there is a huge difference between a person who takes care of children in the power and filling of God's Spirit and a person who takes care of babies without yeah. the power and Spirit. It's a huge – the impact is absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, measurable. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's so great to talk through these, and I think we even get excited about uh, – 
these ministries that happen uh, sometimes behind the scenes uh, that many people aren't aware about. And uh, as you can tell, uh, we have great joy in talking about these things together, being together. So thanks for entering into our joy as fellow pastors and joining us for Revive the Drive. 